it's Curious City reporter Monica Eng. And today, we've got a question from Claire Bauke. Claire moved here from St. Louis 20 years ago. And within a few years, she fell in love. In love with her native Chicago husband, Scott, but also a native Chicago food he introduced her to. It was something he grew up eating, and he called it jardinere. Soon, they had it in the house all the time, where it was considered a necessity. It features pickled hot peppers, carrots, cauliflower, and celery all packed in oil. And once Claire tried it on pizza, she was hooked. But she didn't realize what a big deal this condiment was until she met Scott's Southside family, who put it on everything. I mean, everything. Pork chops, hot roast, all kinds of things. Soon, Claire even gave her mom a first taste of this controlled substance. And now? Now she's addicted to it, as she should be. But her mom lives in St. Louis, which is a problem. My mother started looking for it in St. Louis and realized she couldn't find it anywhere. So Claire wants to know, is this jardinier just a Chicago thing? And if so, how did it get so big here? I mean, some stores have like eight different brands. And when she says jardinier, is she even saying it right? Oh, that for sure is not jardinier, but it's jardinier. That's coming up. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so before we dig into how this food got to be such a huge thing in Chicago, we want to get a few things straight. Yes, this particular oily condiment is just a Chicago thing. But how should we pronounce it? For years, I've been calling the condiment jardinera, but lots of Chicagoans, like Claire and her in-laws, say jardinere. So which one is right? I checked in with this guy to find out. Test one, two, three. This is Mario Rizzotti, spelled M-A-R-I-O-R-I-Z-Z-O. On top of being a chef and a judge on Iron Chef America. I educate people in this country to understand the difference from the real Italian products and the imitation or the non-Italian products. So how does he pronounce it? It's Giardiniera. Giardiniera, which could be also the name for a female gardener. Okay, what? It also means female gardener? We call him Giardiniera, but that's the proper name is Giardiniera. So then how come so many people in Chicago call it Giardiniera? Rizzotti suspects this has to do with the dialect of Southern Italians who came to Chicago more than a century ago. They came here because this was the land of opportunity. And they spoke probably mainly dialects. And so in some of those dialects, instead of saying mozzarella and prosciutto, you get... Mozzarella, you know, prosciutto. Yeah, the dialects sometimes cut off or soften the last vowel in the word. So therefore, they call it jardinier. For the rest of the story, I'm going to land right in the middle and call it jardinera. So now that that's out of the way, who were some of those first Southern Italians to make this type of jardinera here? I thought it would be easy to find out. 
But these Jardinera origin stories, they turn out to be almost as slippery as the oily peppers in a jar of the stuff. See, first I talked to Jeff Johnson. His family's company is one of the oldest brands of Chicago-style Jardinera, Marconi. I'm quite sure we've been doing Jardinera the longest. And who exactly brought it here? It was my great-grandfather, Vincent Formosa. He came here from Sicily. They would grow so many vegetables in their garden more vegetables in a season and could keep throughout the year so they would preserve them in oil. And that's kind of the origin story of Chicago Jardinera as we know it. But is it? I mean, it's true that Jeff Johnson's great-grandpa also imported oil, which you'd need a lot of to make the product. But then I talked to this guy, Randy Formella. My grandfather, Enrico Formella, you know, he brought this recipe for pickled vegetables in an oil with him from his native country of Sicily. What? His grandpa brought Jardinera to Chicago at the turn of the century, too? Yep, and they still make a lot of it today. Yeah, a lot of people claim to be the originators of the Chicago-style Jardinera. Um, I don't know exactly who started it first, but I do know my grandfather started merchandising and selling and producing Jardinera around 1906 to 1909 in Bridgeport. So yeah, you've got two different Sicilian families. Both have been making Italian food in Chicago for about 100 years, and each thinks their family's Jardinera recipe started it all. But who was first? I couldn't say for sure. That's Johnson from Marconi again. He's really proud of his family's Jardinera. He's even got a 100-year-old can of his great-grandpa's olive oil in his office. But when it comes to dates... I don't know if I can put an exact date on when the Jardinera... Started, but we've been doing it a while. To prove it, he showed me a picture of that old olive oil can and another turn-of-the-century photo of his family outside their store surrounded by produce boxes. The point being that olive oil plus wilting veg equals jardinera. P.S. Today, most places use soybean oil and not the good stuff. But what about Formella? Did he have any records of his family making jardinera that far back? No, unfortunately, I do not. Um, I just go, you know, based off of the stories I've been hearing since I've been in diapers. You know, they put me on the table while they were hand cutting the celery and the peppers for the recipes. So, you know, that's the stories I heard throughout my childhood and adulthood. Well, I can't tell which one of these families was first. But the Formellas helped me track down at least one eyewitness who says she saw them make Jardinera as early as the mid-40s. Her name is Diane Fenner, and she's now 82 years old, and I tracked her down in Northern California. She says she still remembers visiting the Formella store in Bridgeport with her grandpa when she was a kid. And uh, I would wander around the store and talk to his sons, we're all working, specifically remember Jardinera, and it was fun watching them chop up celery and get it together, and I really liked it. And of course, it was packed in olive oil. She said she also remembered seeing the Formella Jardinera in a small grocery store on the north side in Uptown, where she lived in the 40s. But like a lot of folks who fall in love with Jardinera in Chicago and then leave town... Benner met with tragedy. When she moved to California in the 60s, she found something under the same name, but it was just pickled vegetables and vinegar. No oil. 
And you know what? It's probably because that's the traditional recipe for giardinero, like the way they make it in Italy. Here's author Ben Tisch, who has researched Sicilian food extensively, and says even in Sicily, giardinero usually means... It's essentially pickled vegetables, right? And they're pickled in vinegar or citrus juice, with sometimes with spices, sometimes with not. So no oil, even in the Sicilian version. But he does say that the addition of hot peppers would make some sense for Sicilian immigrants, especially those from a certain part of the region, like... On the west coast of Sicily, where there's much more of a North African influence there. So it sounds like we had some Italian immigrants who came to Chicago at the turn of the century, used the name and basic formula for Italian giardinera, but at some point stuffed a bunch of hot peppers in it and drowned it in oil. But how did this Italian specialty become a condiment that spread out across the whole city? Well, you could say it rode to stardom on the back of a certain Southside beef sandwich. That's coming up. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. So we know that Giardinera hit Italian grocery stores in the early part of the 20th century, but it also got a boost from its connection to a thrifty beef sandwich that was designed to feed a crowd at big Chicago Italian weddings. They would thinly slice uh, roast beef, put it on a big hunk of Italian bread, and then dip that in the gravy that the beef had been roasting in. That's Andrea Coolis of Delante Giardinera. And that way you could feed, two, you know, two or three times more people. Yep, Italian beef. And when that sandwich made its public debut at beef stands around the early 40s, served with sweet peppers and giardinera, well, that just ended up hooking more Chicagoans on the condiment, according to Coolis. That became the main condiment for Italian beef. Still, Chris Pacelli of Al's Italian Beef said they didn't originally call it giardinera at his family's beef stand. It would, it would, yeah, it would have said hot or sweet. You know, giardinera, we, we got into the name later on because it sounded nice. <laughs> Instead of saying hot or sweet, wait, my hot or sweet. It's like some jarred air when you say it. Sounds a little tastier, don't it? <laughs> but when did it break out of beef stands and specialty stores and land in big grocery stores? Well, the first mention I found in the Chicago Tribune archives was a 1964 Dominic's grocery store ad for Dell'Alpi brand. Yes, another brand of Giardinera. And it was during an Italian Week special at the store. But Johnson and Marconi Giardinera said the condiment really took off when Italian beef stands started to expand and franchise in the 70s and 80s. So the Italian beef and Giardinera and the condiment kind of grew together hand in hand. 
And from there, the demand has only grown as Chicago pizzerias began making Jardinera pizza. Chicago fast food portillos have expanded all over the area, along with Bona Beef and Al's Beef with franchises all over Chicago. The famous Chicago gym shoe sandwich also features Jardinera. And some local fast food stands are even serving Jardinera burgers. These days, Marconi and Formella alone make more than 11 million pounds of Jardinera a year. Formella also makes versions for more than 30 companies like Jewel and Aldi that want their own private brands. And all the makers tell me they don't expect Jardinera to stay just a Chicago thing for long, especially with so many Chicago-area restaurants spreading out across the country. You know, good chains like... Potbelly, opening sandwich shops throughout the country, and Rosati's Pizzas. You know, as the Chicago-based chains expand throughout the country, they're bringing Jardinera with them and introducing it to the other areas of the country. So, yeah, Jardinera is more recognized than it ever has been. When I brought all this back to question asker Claire, she says she looks forward to Jardinera being available to more people across the nation. Hopefully at least in St. Louis so my mom can get her fix. (laughs) But will this Americanized Chicago-created Italian product ever make it back to its supposed country of origin? I asked Rizzotti. It's not there yet, if we can say it that way, because... uh, um, might be coming a new trend that you never know. Claire says her favorite way to eat it is on pizza. But we also put the question to our social media followers to find out how they like to eat it. We've compiled more than a dozen of their most innovative suggestions in our digital story at wbez.org slash Curious City. Curious City is produced by Joe Dassault and edited by Alexandra Solomon. Maggie Civit is our digital and engagement producer, and Natalie Dahlia is our intern. Curious City is supported by the Conant Family Foundation. I'm Monica Eng. Thanks for listening. Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org curious. Thank you.